Future Talk. This is Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I know I did, and I hope Omnia as well did have a great weekend. But today, ladies and gentlemen, we're bringing you all the tech news that is happening in the world and in the UAE. And finally, the rumor that we've been, or that I've been, <laughs> waiting for for such a long time is finally out. We're talking about the iPhone flip rumors, and we're going to be telling you guys everything that we know about Apple's future foldable phone. Yes, indeed. I remember looking at the story and thinking, okay, Hani should start saving up from now until 2023 because I'm sure it's going to have a very expensive price tag. Coming up on today's show, we're also talking about the Hope Probe. It's been a while since we've talked about updates with the Hope Probe that we've sent to the Red Planet a couple of months ago. But now we're talking about how a UAE professor was actually able to develop a new Mars atlas that will help cover the data that we're getting from the Hope Pro basically all times of the day. Yes, and we're also talking about how robots are now going to school and how an avatar robot has go- has gone to school for an ill German boy. What is that all about? Well, what are we telling you guys in just a few moments? Yes, indeed. We're also talking about some interesting updates for some of our favorite social media applications. Instagram recently launched, or we're talking about, Adam Musiri, the CEO of Instagram, actually talked about launching a new subscription service for creators where you can basically subscribe to someone, pay a fee to get to see some exclusive content. Are you with or are you against? Why did, you, why did they even think about creating such a feature? We're going to be going into this discussion in just a few moments. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot on the show today, so you do want to keep Pulse95 locked. We're taking a short break, and when we come back, we're talking all about the iPhone that will be flipping the pages of your brain. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. I know it's only been a few weeks since we've talked about, or a few months since we've talked about the new iPhone 13, but you know what? Apple's always one step ahead, and rumors are actually always three steps ahead, and we're talking all about the iPhone flip rumors. A lot of people have been speculating that the upcoming iPhone that Apple is going to be launching, or two versions from now, is going to be the foldable iPhone. Lots of people had big hopes that it's going to be coming in 2022. However, from what we've seen, speculations are it's going to be coming in 2023. Yes, and ladies and gentlemen, we do know that Samsung has, you know, the Galaxy Z Fold 3 and the Galaxy Z Flip 3. And we also do know that Motorola as well has jumped on the reboot of uh, their Razer phone. If you guys do remember those uh, Motorola Razers, they were, you know, the flagship (laughs) of cool back in the early 2000s. But now, ladies and gentlemen, Apple has finally decided to take its dip in the world of foldable phones. Now, we are looking at a possible 2023 as the earliest, but it still hasn't stopped, you know, what a lot of people are saying about the possibility of a foldable iPhone. Now, we have been knowing that there has been lots of reports of a foldable iPhone for years, and, you know, the earliest does date back all the way to 2017, and it was predicted that a foldable iPhone could be coming in, you know, the near future, which was supposed to be 2020, but obviously that did not happen. Now, a lot of analysts and leakers have been kicking the release date down the road ever since, and rumors and wish lists have simmered. But here's everything we know so far about, you know, the upcoming foldable iPhone. Now, 
The iPhone flip launch is a moving target, so we don't actually know when, but we do know it's coming. Yes, indeed. We do know that Apple has definitely had its eyes on launching its very own foldable iPhone, although it's taking it a lot, a lot longer than I expected. But we do know that Apple loves to perfect everything that it creates. The company has been registering several patents for foldable mechanisms and different devices for actually almost a decade now. Yet there is no launch date in sight. A lot of people are saying 2023 will be the year that we will be witnessing this launch. Now, a lot of people have also been saying that uh, they were surprised that this year actually had seen no possible ambitions of a foldable phone. Many people thought 2022 may just be the year, yet sadly that was not the case and that isn't the case anytime. Um, a lot of people are even saying 2024 may be the year, you know, pushing it even further. But let's talk a little bit about what is going to be the look of this foldable iPhone. So looking at it, they've already had a working prototype of the foldable iPhone display, yet not a working model as of what we know. Um, lots of people are saying it's going to be very similar to what Samsung has done. I'm not sure if you've come across uh, any their galaxies at fold, but I must say it's it's pretty cool to ha you know to have in your hands. But I must say it's annoying to see the hinges. It's annoying to see that little divide at the in the middle of the screen. Yes. Now, when we're looking at you know I Apple or Apple in general or the iPhone lineup in general, we do know that uh, Apple is uh, you can say somewhat late to trends. Yep. When it <laughs> does come to trends, but when they do. Uh, jump on a trend they restart a trend so we are looking at you know apple perfecting just like omnia did mention you know the flip series the foldable series now because obviously these waters have been unmastered so far there hasn't been anyone or any company that has mastered the way of a flip or foldable phone and you know a lot of people do have debates that samsung will be the leading pioneer in that but i personally do think that even Samsung does have a long way to go to perfecting the foldable phone concept. Now, for me, I was uh, with it for a while, mm -hmm. and I did want a foldable phone, but if we're looking at something similar to a Galaxy foldable phone, I would not want it, because number one, I cannot deal with those big hinges, and number two, I don't like the small screen when it's unfolded. So mm. if Apple can do something different than that and give me the same type of feel I have on my iPhone right now, but I can open it to be a lot bigger and have a bigger screen, then you best believe I'll be paying good money <laughs> for that phone. You know what would be, I think, your cup of tea? I've recently seen a video. It's not yet a working model, but Oppo, the iPhone, smartphone manufacturer actually created this phone that can expand on your demand so it would look like just like an iPhone screen and then you click a button you keep holding it on the side and the screen basically grows to be into like a mini tablet so maybe that might be an interesting look that iPhone should look at yes and again when we're looking at you know foldable phones so far a lot of even app developers have not catered to the foldable phone era just because right now uh, we are looking at just Samsung doing it, just these Android devices. But mm -hmm. as soon as Apple does jump on that bandwagon and restarts the trend of foldable phones, you best believe that a lot of things will be changing when it does come to app development, photography, videography. Everything will change in the world of mobile phones as soon as Apple does release that foldable phone. Mark my words. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, our text lines are open. But when we come back, we are talking about all about the professor in the UAE that has developed a new Mars Atlas with Hope Probe data.
Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good minute since we talked about space, since we talked about the whole probe. Now, the last update we did have on the whole probe that it was, you know, gathering all the information about the beautiful red planet Mars and sending it back to the UAE. But with that data, Mm -hmm. a professor right here in the UAE has developed a new Mars Atlas with all the data that the whole probe has gathered. Now, a professor at the New York University in Abu Dhabi, the capital of the UAE, has has used the UAE's Hope Probe data to create a new atlas of Mars. Yes, indeed. And for those of you who don't know what an atlas is, it basically it's like a geographic technique that is basically developed when it comes to planet Mars to help reveal a wealth of information about the surface of the red planet. So what is the climate like? What are the cloud covers over there? How is the atmosphere functioning and what is it composed of? Now, the research scientist at the NYU Abu Dhabi Center for Space Science, Dr. Dimitra Atri, has actually created the map that aims to show how the red planet changes over time and across a different season. And the interesting part about it is that it's actually an interactive online version of the map will be released very soon. So it's going to be basically accessible by anyone and everyone. And the initial version of the Atlas is going to be found in its physical copies in libraries very, very soon. So the Atlas of Mars is basically going to be a compilation of detailed maps that are covering the entire planet. What phenomenal work has she done? Yes, and you know, when we were talking about the data of, you know, the Emirates Mars mission until the last quarter of 2021, uh, you know, the Hope Probe has approximately provided around 110 gigabytes of data that have been already shared for free with scientific organizations around the globe. Now, we do know that one of, you know, the scopes of the Emirates, uh, Emirates Mars mission was all the data that the Hope Probe would be gathering would be online for free for anyone to see and study. Now, shedding light on future plans, the doctor did say that they do also plan to release an online interactive version of the map. And, you know, once the whole probe does complete the one orbit of the planet every 55 hours and captures a full planetary data sample every nine days, So that is kind of, you know, uh, the movement of the Hope Probe when it is in orbit. And uh, again, we are looking at how information from, you know, from Mars, from the from the Hope Probe uh, will give us a lot more insight on, you know, space travel on the future of Mars and also a lot about, you know, Mother Earth as well. Absolutely. And Dr. Atri is hoping that this new atlas will help space enthusiasts as well as young students kind of grasp the idea of the research behind the Hope Probe. Because if you go ahead and access the Emirates Mars mission website, you can easily find all the information that it's collecting. But what does this information mean and how can we easily deliver it to students? This is where this atlas comes in handy because it's going to allow those students and the general public start to understand the main aim behind this mission and the objectives of it. Um, NYUAD has also been collaborating with the UAE Space Agency to help organize scientific talks and different workshops that will help engage local local students as well as scholars in different scientific activities that also relate to the Hope Probe or what is known as the ML Probe. Let us know 
Would you be excited to get to see this atlas since, as we discussed, the interactive online version will be available very soon? And what are you most interested in understanding? Is it how is the atmosphere of Mars like or is it how do the different seasons take place? How long is the day? Because fun fact, the day in Ma on Mars is actually very, very similar to the day on Earth. I think it's only a matter of several minutes up to an hour difference. That's all. So living on there may just make the transition become a lot easier. Yes. And let us know your guys thoughts. 4215. Ladies and gentlemen, have you visited the website of the Emirates Mars mission? Have you seen the data that the whole probe has gathered so far? And if you did, what is something that stands out for you? But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about robots going to school for an ill German boy. Tech this out. Tech this out. You know, back in the day, being ill basically meant not going to school. And a lot of people would, a lot of kids in specific, would play sick or act sick. You know, my stomach hurts right before the bus arrives, just so that they can go out and skip on a day of classes. But now, that's no longer the reality, because you can have avatar robots attending for you, and you'll still have to do the homework regardless. Yes, now, uh, when we do talk about technology, we're talking about, you know, quality of life and making our lives easier, and sometimes giving us a break. But with this avatar robot, we're looking at no breaks for children, even on their sick days. Now, a seven-year-old boy named Joshua Martin Angeli is sick, but he can still connect with his teacher and classmates via avatar robot that does sit in class and blink when this avatar or when, uh, you know, Joshua does have something to say. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that, uh, you know, when I was a child, I used to uh, act sick, and um, you why know, why am I not surprised? Sometimes I'd wait for the bus to, to. I know the bus would come at like 6:45. At 6:30, I would act like you know I'm feeling tired, oh and you God. know until the bus <laughs> goes away, and then I just wouldn't go to school. Did it work? Uh, it worked a couple of times until they caught on. But again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that was something that you know not just me. A lot of children have been doing for. Let's even go to the extent of hundreds of years. Uh, you know, how since when has the school system been around? Mm, longer than I can Exactly. Think so of. <laughs> hundreds of years, you know, kids uh, across the world have been doing this. But with this new technology, we are looking at this no longer being an issue. Yes, indeed. And more specifically, this is definitely a blessing for those students who physically cannot attend classes, whether it's because of the COVID-19 pandemic or because they have any serious or chronic conditions. So in the case of this young seven-year-old student, Joshua cannot attend lessons because of a serious uh, long illness that he has and this project was basically a private initiative that was funded by a district council in uh, Berlin to help protect the student from catching any virus around him. So uh, this avatar is actually only one of four others that were created as a catalyst and it was the catalyst of it was COVID-19 but they believe that this will be a future option, a future solution for students who need to attend class but just physically cannot since it can help them still get their education they can even participate in class Joshua is even able to chit chat with his friends during break time or during uh, that little gap between classes by or through that avatar robot. Yes, and again, you know, uh, with all jokes aside, yes, we did say that sometimes, you know, kids would act sick, but unfortunately, some kids do have, uh, you know, 
some diseases, but they still, you know, feel upset when they can't be in school. They can't be with their peers. They can't be with their friends and they feel left out. So, you know, giving this avatar, uh, you know, um, a seat in the class where the child can sit down and, uh, you know, even if they're in the hospital bed and still feel feel connected with their classmates might actually help them emotionally and even physically, because we do know with a lot of sicknesses in this world, the, the number one cure is, you know, being around people that you love, being happy and being, you know, having an emotional, a good emotion and a good state of mind. So, you know, hats off to Germany for thinking about something like this. And I do hope that everyone who is sick, you know, uh, inshallah, God will uh, will cure you, cure you. Inshallah, you know, uh, we will get back to, you know, what is normal life. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, what do you think about having this avatar robot? But ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go to the sports news. But when we come back, we are talking about Instagram testing a new subscription service for creators that will sell only exclusive content. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What was once free may soon become a non, non-free feature or a paid feature for a lot of people. Now, this has been a very controversial topic all over social media ever since Adam Muziri, the CEO or the spokesperson of Instagram, came up or came out on an Instagram Live. And he actually even published an IGTV regarding this uh, new feature where he was informing everyone that Instagram is going to be testing a subscription service for creators to sell exclusive or exclusive content. And we actually asked everyone on our Instagram at Pulse95 Radio whether they are for this feature or against this feature. How do you guys feel about it? And I'm surprised to say 75% actually think it's a good feature to have, even though it means we're going to be paying money to get to watch exclusive content for some of our creators. Yes. Now, uh, we are, when we were looking at, you know, the concept of exclusive content, it did more over generate, uh, you know, because of the only fans type mm-hmm. of era and how everyone uh, you know kind of understood or found out how to make very good money <laughs> on only fans and you know uh, there is a story a very well-known story about how a woman in Australia mm. uh, raised over 1.5 million dollars in the span of a week uh, through her only fans account by you know selling or having exclusive content on her page and we saw Twitter try to take you know the same approach as well but Instagram has now you know decided to dip their hands into the honeypot as well now we do know that selected creators will be able to provide exclusive live stream sessions Instagram stories and even badges to paying subscribers that will be signified by the shade of purple and that move will help creators earn more now it does seem that Instagram does feel threatened by YouTube, by TikTok, because we do know they pay their, uh, you know, their creators very mm. handsomely. And, you know, what makes a creator want to post more on a platform is obviously if they're making money. Now, when we do look at more subscription based services and when we are talking about live streams, Twitch.tv, which is very well known for its gaming, gaming platform. Yes has you know made millions and millions of dollars for its creators sponsorships and twitch.tv has even you know uh moved from the gaming aspect and they do have a section where it says 
just chatting. So we are looking at where people are even giving donations to these creators via twitch.tv and also on TikTok Live. And Instagram does know that they have a huge platform, but the question is, will people be donating to their subscribe to their to their follow to their people that they follow but what kind of content so omnia when it's on tiktok it's a you know kind of a competition mm -hmm. when it's on twitch it's because they're gaming on instagram what could you possibly <laughs> be doing what is exclusive on instagram exactly <laughs> even though facebook uh you know do ha does have a donation option as well yeah and uh there is a, a section called facebook gaming that is very popular in parts of the world. I think it may just end up being like, I'm not sure. It depends on everyone's content. So let's say people who are interested in fashion, it may be exclusive like uh, capsule wardrobes or lives that they may be able to watch for their favorite creators that other people may not be able to watch. But the question is, or the, the idea behind it, I feel like may just end up being segregating those who can watch certain content and who can't. And it may even push... Uh, some people to unfollow their favorite creators because they'll feel like if everything is monetized why am i going to go ahead and, and follow the specific person yet for creators themselves it's going to give them the ability to go ahead and set their own subscription price from a range of 0.99 dollars to 99 dollars per mm -hmm. month and it's going to be interesting to see creators starting to get it because as far as what we know Tens of thousands of, of creators have actually already gotten this feature, yet a lot are still waiting for it to be or to hit them or for them to receive it. Now, when Facebook launched their subscription service last year, the, the company promised that it would not subtract fees at least until 2023, which also applies to the Instagram program. So for the first year, whatever uh, a certain creator gets is all of it it's their money but starting from 2023 instagram or facebook may start to get a cut from it now the key background behind all of this is just like you've mentioned hani they want to imitate what other social media platforms have been doing twitter Twitch, mm -hmm. they want to create a safer platform than what we've seen with Patreon and OnlyFans and and many like it that have done that exclusive content mm -hmm. format but I'm excited to see how it un unveils because many content creators have had very strong thoughts about this new feature. For what I've seen, many hate it. A lot of people do like it because it means getting more money off of the platform. And I've also read that TikTok is actually now planning to do a very similar thing where they want to launch a subscription service for people to get to access certain funny videos or, you know, get access to specific lives that other uh, followers don't have access to. Yes, and again, ladies and gentlemen, we do know that a lot of people have been making very good money online, whether it's their own Shopify account, if they're selling NFTs, or even if they are a content creator as well. When we look at the, you know, the diversified economy right now, a lot of people uh, don't need the traditional jobs and they mm -hmm. can make very good money and, you know, be very well set. Just by vlogging, there's a lot of, um, you know, YouTube channels and a lot of people on YouTube who have made millions of dollars. Uh, PewDiePie, who is the most subscribed YouTube account, has a net worth of around $60 million and he makes around $14 million a year. And that's just from sponsorships, endorsements and how much YouTube does give him on a we can say annual basis or mm -hmm. a basis on which the YouTube videos do good or not. But ladies and gentlemen, we want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215, let us know. Are you a content creator? Do you want to be a content creator? And would you pay a content creator 
uh, for some exclusive content. But ladies and gentlemen, we are taking a short break. And when we come back, we're talking all about what's up and how they're working on a tool to blur sensitive parts of your pictures that you don't want anyone else to see. Pulse 95. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? What's worth a click and download? But again, as I always always do say, you probably have this already downloaded. But ladies and gentlemen, we're talking all about what's up and how they are working on a new tool. But I don't want to say it's new because uh, they kind of took it from an app that we know of. But it's going to blur the sensitive parts of your pictures or your photos that you don't want anyone else to see. What app are we talking about? Yes, what app are we talking about? What was the app Omnia last year that Elon Musk was pushing for? Oh, Signal. Signal. Now in okay. Signal, <laughs> it did promote privacy, did promote a, uh, you know... Yep, a blurring feature. A blurring feature and a much safer alternative to what's up. But obviously we know how that played out. But uh, what's up has, you know, stolen from the playbook of Signal and will now let you blur out sensitive parts or just sensitive or just parts you don't want anyone to see in pictures when you are sending them or transmitting them via WhatsApp. Yes, indeed. Now, these or this feature is actually just one of many others that WhatsApp is planning to launch, and it's going to help make sharing screenshots and photos a lot easier because you can go ahead and blur out any parts that you don't want anyone else to see before you actually go ahead and send out that photo. And this function is especially relevant when you're sending out documentation photos or data of any kind uh, that you don't necessarily want sensitive information to be shown to everyone. Until now, in order to send certain photos without revealing sensitive data the only way you could go ahead and do that or what many people have been doing is using the pencil feature mm-hmm. so or even the coloring one you just color or scratch on whatever it is that you don't want to show and this is the only way to cover this information and even though it is a safe option usually people can still go ahead and see what is behind or beneath that doodle. On the other hand, there's also a new version uh, of the beta WhatsApp uh, app where you can actually find two new drawing pencils that have been added. So now we have three different pencils or pens that are found on the WhatsApp image editor and these new pen pens actually offer a wider tip so they will help you draw or scribble thicker lines on any image or video, which in the past, this was not an option to be able to increase or decrease that thickness. So I'm excited to see what they have in store for everyone, because I've also heard that they have a new drafting feature Mm -hmm. coming in in their beta version. Yes. And again, ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people use WhatsApp for very professional, uh, you know, things as well. So having a feature where you can blur out pictures, we're not talking just about pictures right from your phone let's say for example pictures like a screenshot for example you screenshotted a document you want to hide your name you want to hide your address you want to you don't want certain people to know certain things about you so that is why whatsapp has thought of that feature even though i like to say that they stole it (laughs) from the playbook of signal but again it does benefit everyone who will be using whatsapp and whatsapp is uh, you know now thinking a lot about how to be more private per se to its customers or to its users finally i must say (laughs) yes and i will be using that feature believe it or not but ladies and gentlemen that does conclude future talk for today and we want to know your guys thoughts four two one five but we do have the halftime show the only place to be at three with the man himself commencing in t-minus 
five minutes. So, ladies and gentlemen, on that show, you will be knowing everything that you need to know about what's happening in the sports world, in the UAE, and all around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> yes. Same time, same place. Yes, indeed. Only here on Pulse 95. 95.